only been in the diocese a few weeks um, when I, I went to some kind of diocese in the event, I can't remember what it was, <clears throat> and I saw a guy uh, and I thought, now that guy has a beard. I need to up my beard game if I'm going to be in the same diocese as him. And lo and behold, uh, he turned out to be a guy I have very deep respect for and great affection. Uh, this is Canon Jody Howard. Jody is a native of Asheville, North Carolina, where he went to college, but he did his uh, theological study at Sewanee and was at a priest at St. Joseph of Arimathea in Hendersonville for nine years before recently becoming uh, the canon to the ordinary. So when you see him, ask him what that means. Um, but Canon Jody um, does a lot of work for the diocese. He travels around and speaks at a lot of churches, and it's an honor for us to have him with us today. So. Canon, thank you for coming to preach for us. Thank you. Thank you. Would you join me in prayer, please? Mighty God, we pray that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts would always be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It is good to be here, and I want to thank uh, Father Sammy for the invitation, and I want to thank you all for the hospitality, I was thinking back in my mind over my years in the diocese, and I think I have been to one uh, Sunday morning service here at St. Bartholomew's. Uh, some friends of ours, had uh, their, their children were baptized, and we came to that service, and it was wonderful. Uh, and um, I think this is the first time I have ever either been involved in a service or preached at St. Bartholomew's. So again, thank you for your hospitality. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to pick up on uh, this, this thread, this sermon series that I understand you've been engaging in, uh, reflecting on the second letter to Timothy. And I understand two weeks ago you heard from Father Sammy uh, about uh, the, the aspects of ministry related to the flame of ministry, the gifts of God that are given to every Christian in baptism the furnace of ministry, the challenges, the trials and tribulations and afflictions that occur that a, that a Christian person, someone who follows Christ, encounters in this uh, sinful and fallen world, and the fuel of ministry, which is the grace of God, uh, unmerited favor, what some have called one-way love, and what I understand Father Sammy used this wonderful phrase for the dreadful compliment, uh, that this grace is what uh, carries us forward in our lives and in our ministries in spite of what we encounter. And then um, uh, Father Travis spoke about um, a saying and a song that binds us to Christ. And uh, the saying in particular was this, Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. And today I want to, to build off of those messages, the message about the flame of ministry, the furnace of ministry, and the fuel of ministry, and this message in particular about remember Jesus Christ, that this, this central aspect of our faith, remembering, I want to build on that, and I want to speak to you today about remembrance, persistence, and relationship. Remembrance, persistence, and relationship. 
Uh, now, persistence is a theme that is woven throughout today, through the readings, through the collect of the day, persistence is there. But remembrance and relationship, I would submit to you, are necessary for us to have persistence, for us to endure in the midst of what life throws at us, for us to maintain our faith. And you can look at these three things in some ways like a circle. They come back and spiral back on themselves and they move us toward the future. Remember, be persistent, be in relationship. And in order to get into the text of 2 Timothy, I'm going to do something that in homiletics courses they tell you not to do, so keep that in mind. And that is, I'm going to look at the gospel text to focus our attention in 2 Timothy. Now, they'll tell you, never try to preach on more than one or all of the texts of the day. That's good advice. I'm breaking it. Uh, and the reason is this. That if we look at this theme of persistence, I don't think there is a clearer or a better witness to that than in Jesus' account of the persistent widow. And it's interesting why he tells this story, why he shares this with the disciples. It starts out because he's explaining their need always to pray. Their need always to pray. And then he shares this story. In a certain city, there was an unjust judge. Well, unfortunately, this is not a fantasy, this part of it. There are certainly unjust judges throughout the world. And there are certainly times when we encounter them. And so, at a very sort of superficial level, a basic level, a fundamental level, this parable that Jesus tells is an analogy from lesser to greater. Commentators will tell you this. If an unjust judge, through the persistence of a widow, someone who has very little standing in that time, in that place, in that society, if an unjust judge will listen to the persistent pleas, the persistent demands of a widow, then how much more will a great and just and merciful God hear our prayers? So that's the fundamental foundation, an analogy from lesser to greater, from wicked to good. If an unjust judge would do this, then certainly God will do this. But I think there's another facet of this. Jesus is explaining our need to pray. And so certainly there's an aspect of this that is about our relationship with God, going to God, asking God to act. But I would submit there's another aspect of this, which is about our faithfulness to God because of our understanding of God's faithfulness to us. And if we are going to live in a world in which we encounter, in which we come up against unjust judges and other forms of injustice, well, then we need always to pray. We need always to keep before us the reality that God will act for us, that God has the good for us, for our families, for our communities in mind. Now that doesn't mean that everything will work out the way we desire. 
That doesn't mean that our prayers will be answered in the way that we wish. But what it means is that in a world where there are a multiplicity of unjust judges and other injustices, if we are going to survive, if we are going to thrive, if we are going to exist, then we do so because we keep before our eyes the reality that there is one judge who is just, that no one can escape, hide from, or reject in the end. We keep that in front of us, and we hold on to it, and we press on. But how do we do that? Jesus is explaining the need to pray, the need to have faith, the need to be persistent. How do we have persistence? And that's where we come into Paul's exhortation to Timothy. Remember what you have learned. And, Paul goes on to remind Timothy, remember from whom you learned it. Remember relationship. Remember your mother. Remember your grandmother. Remember what I taught you. Remember the words about Jesus. Remember Jesus who rose from the dead, descendant of David. Who taught you that when you were a child? Your mother who loved you, your grandmother who loved you. Who taught you what it means to be a follower of Jesus as you grew older? When I came, I shared this with you. Remember relationship. Not only relationship sort of horizontally with other people, but relationship vertically with God. Relationship is important if we are to be the sort of persistent people that can exist, that can have the sort of confidence like this widow to go before an unjust judge and demand justice. If we are going to be the sort of people that can exist in a world that, if we look slightly earlier than our selection in uh, uh, chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, Paul describes this way. Wicked people and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. That's immediately before our selection from 2 Timothy today. Wicked people and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. What's the antidote to that reality, to a world in which it seems, if we watch the news, if we read the paper, if anybody reads the paper anymore, okay, scroll on your iPad. When it seems that there are plenty of people going from bad worse? How do we endure? Will we endure exactly the way Paul exhorts Timothy? We remember, as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And what has he learned? He's learned about Jesus. So from one group of people with whom he has relationship, he has learned about another person, the key person with whom he has relationship, and whether it is 
a good time to preach the gospel or a bad time to preach the gospel, whether affliction is waiting right outside the door or maybe a hundred miles off, Paul exhorts Timothy and through exhorting Timothy exhorts us to be persistent. And we're persistent because of what we remember, what we know, and who we know. Community, relationship, the tradition passed on, and experience shared. This is so central to our life of faith. We serve a God who exists and defines God's self out of relationship. What does God say to Moses when Moses asks his name? Well, of course, God says, I am that I am. But he also says, tell him, I, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent you. God defining himself in relationship. People that Moses would remember. That he would know who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are. One of my favorite uh, concise definitions of the identity of God, the Lutheran, uh, now deceased, the Lutheran theologian Robert Jensen, who writes in one of his books that God is whoever raised Jesus from the dead, having first brought Israel out of Egypt. So our God is a God who is known in relationship, in history, through experience through the experience of God's people passed on in Scripture, which is God-breathed, inspired, and known in the individual accounts of the faithful. The saints that we commemorate and the saints in our lives, like Timothy's mother, like his grandmother, like Lois and Eunice, people who passed on the faith. And who are the saints in your life? who have passed on the faith to you. Who do you remember when times are tough? Do you remember words of faith being passed on and handed on? I have some of those. I can think of my dad telling me as I was growing up, going with him uh, different places in the vehicle, and him saying, Son, whatever happens... What matters is having faith in Jesus because Jesus will never leave you. I remember that. What are the things that you remember? Our faith is a faith that is built up in layers by the experience of the community of which we are a part and personally and individually through the accounts, the stories, the witness of people in our lives. And so today as we reflect upon what it means to be persistent and how we get to be the sort of people who can be persistent in calls for justice, who can be consistent and persistent in the prayer which will fuel that, well, then it's time to remember to remember what God has done in the past, to know that God is active and will act in the future, 
to remember who shared that testimony with us and to be a people who will share that experience in our own lives with others. Amen.